0: Hello everyone! Before today's episode, a quick disclaimer. Please ignore the jingling noise in RJ Sam's audio. It was for a religious purpose that the bangles were kept on and so we couldn't really help it. We apologize for the inconvenience caused. Nevertheless, the episode is still as entertaining as they always are. So enjoy the episode! Hello, everyone, and, and welcome, welcome back, back to the Generation Gap. Gap. Yeah, <laughs> this is the only light-hearted podcast starring two giggly girls, gathering people from different generations to discuss some not-so-light-hearted topics. Today's hello was in Samoan. I think that's how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Alright, right, so guys, before we begin, hope you guys heard our last episode, (laughs) is adult life easier than teenage life? And uh, actually, I have to say this, a big thank you to all of those who gave us feedback and showed us so much love. And a lot of you all told us that uh, listening to the podcast kind of um, kindled some friendly debates with your parents. Mm -hmm. So thank you for that. If you didn't listen to it yet, go listen to it. (laughs) (laughs) Link in
1: the description.
0: Yeah! (laughs) Alright, so guys, anyways, today we're here to talk about a very intense topic, Mm -hmm. a very serious topic. Yes. The topic for today's episode is Toxic Beauty Standards. Okay, so this one's actually kind of inspired by one of our earlier episodes in which we spoke about insecurities with Wayna and Natasha Deem. So if you haven't heard that, go listen to it. Mm -hmm. (laughs) We're doing too many plugs Plugs. today. Okay, anyways, let's get off that and get back to today's conversation. Mm Okay, so let's introduce our wonderful guest for today. Our first guest is a student from Gen Z currently studying psychology at the Christ University in Bangalore. Please welcome Miss Nandini. Hi, hi.
2: So, yeah, this is Nandini. Hello. It's great to be here, I'm quite excited.
0: Thank you so much for coming. Welcome, welcome, it's my pleasure.
1: Our next guest is a phenomenal RJ at Radio Mirchi. Joining us on the panel, we have RJ Sam, or Miss Samiksha, also a numerologist and tarot card reader from Gen Y. Woohoo!
3: <laughs> and good morning, whoever's listening at whatever time. Hi, this is RJ <laughs> Sam. <laughs> yeah, correct. <laughs>
0: Yeah, so excited to have you guys okay so as you all know today's topic is toxic beauty standards mm-hmm. so to begin the conversation I think I just want to establish enough is enough mm-hmm. <laughs> that's the first thing that we have to say because um, in today's world of social media everyone is so overly indulged in like these beauty standards of the media and all these celebrities have been just falsely glorifying for so long it's literally reached this point that it's difficult to find anyone who can confidently say yes i love my body without just second guessing themselves
1: hmm. yeah this whole world is like all about fair skin or flat. <laughs> i can't even speak <laughs> a flat tummy like like you have to be tall you shouldn't have acne or like So, I was just
0: like building a world of plastics. Yeah. Plastics, like the The Mean Girls. Regina George. Okay, anyways. So, then, uh, Nandini, since you're studying psychology, I think I'd like to start by asking you... So what is your take on all of these like beauty standards because everyone you see from young children to teenagers or even adults they're all affected by these right so what is your take on all of these toxic beauty
2: standards yeah so toxic beauty standards it's so it's wonderful of you guys to brought up such topic which is the very need of the hour. I feel so uh, So yeah, it, as I said enough is enough and it is like the global epidemic, these toxic beauty standards are present everywhere, irrespective of uh, gender and culture, and and obviously culture plays a major role, but it's just globally widespread. Uh, I see it especially in most of my uh, college friends, uh, adolescent, teenage girls, it's very, very extremely prevalent and it just spoils their confidence, their esteem, their belief in themselves and self love is like is the last to in fact it just it uh, it just crumbles them into someone whom they can't even recognize anymore so i see like a lot of people who are extremely self conscious beauty conscious which is ex- which is healthy to a certain extent but uh, it is too much obsessed these days so i feel it is some uh, social epidemic which we all need to talk about and uh, clear it off
0: so, yeah. Yeah. Very correct. that. Yeah. That's very true what she said. Social epidemic. That's correct. It's literally like, you know, one that's been going on from years and there's no solution to it as of now. Yeah. Sam, what do you have to say?
3: So I think, uh, I think all of you would agree with me that where these toxic beauty standards come from, I think it comes from parenting it's the way that you're brought up It the first step of uh, you know this toxic beauty standard start from your house it's from the very first day you know you start and uh, you know your mom comes in your room like it's something very personal i'm going to share like my mom always used to come and she always used to say look at you how fat you are now now when you guys see me i have very chubby cheeks so, you know, I have recently... You beautiful. I know, I know that I'm pretty and I'm gorgeous. I know that. <laughs> but again, uh, to come at this stage, wherein you can say to yourself that you're pretty and gorgeous, you got to work on yourself way too hard. And you know, when you come from a house, wherein uh, every person comes keep keeps telling you, listen, you got to control your weight look at you, why are you wearing this cloth? and you know, you're very fair, you shouldn't be wearing such dark clothes, you're very other colour, any other colour, you know, you shouldn't be wearing this. Where does it come from? Where does the seed come from? It comes from parenting, it comes from the house that you're brought up in. The first thing you it comes in your mind is, oh my father says this, oh my mother says this, oh my brother says this coming to your friends, coming to the guys you date, coming to the girls you date it's a very later stage in your life, these toxic standards I think they come from your home they come way back from your home, you're just stuck with them in your mind that you know your parents keep telling you lose weight, you need to look good, wear certain kind of clothes or you know any other aspect of your life. I think Nathani will agree with me, She's a psychology student and uh, in psychology I think the first thing they teach you is everything's connected to your parenting, it comes down to the point zero of parenting
2: right Nandri? Sure 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 yeah yeah yeah. it makes absolute sense and I totally agree with you and especially uh, being in collectivistic societies like like India or in any other uh, like where we get we are taught to live along with people so in such societies the pressure is even more so culture plays a major part as I said earlier so in such societies uh, the pressure is even more and as you said uh, there's one part wherein obviously the body image issues and it all starts right from the home because the child it doesn't know anything right it doesn't know anything so when you were a child you didn't mind you were naked or you were like like crawling you had belly fat you had chubby cheeks nothing mattered yeah right (laughs) saliva will be pouring down and you wouldn't matter because that isn't one of your concerns if people are looking or they're gossiping that isn't the least you're bothered about but when you grow up There are a lot of remarks. As you said, there are very uh, open, outright remarks like, you look fat, you look thin, or, oh yeah, there's this thing, people who look fat, they are very fat. People who look thin, they aren't eating anything. That's the misconception people have, right? But it's a big gap, yeah, weight and eating. They share a very small uh, link, I guess. It doesn't always, every time it's directly connected. Exactly. And that's the subtle. Exactly, that's yeah. the
0: first thing that anyone says. Yeah, yeah. You're eating too much, or you're eating exactly. too little. Exactly.
2: Mm. If if someone is even uh, very thin, maybe I have so many friends who eat so much, but they're very thin. It's their personal choice. I don't. I'm not someone to comment on it. But outright, when a stranger sees them, their first remark would be like, "It seems like you're not even eating." They don't have anything to do with it. Yeah, right. So the first comment
3: first comment this is my good god you eat so much trust me
2: i don't yeah. eat so much and even if you eat so much it's something you should be concerned about okay if, if they are concerned about your health they can tell that in a right way right they can be like uh you can do some exercise or in, in a more uh, Caring manner. Who tells that matters? If your mom, if my mom comes and tells me, like, I guess, like, uh, you're more sedentary. Maybe you can work out a bit. That shows concern, okay? Because she's concerned about my health. But if some stranger comes and tells, just looking at me, the first glance, uh, they or he or she is like, uh, oh my god, you're like, you eat so much, and something a common misconception they make, right? In a crowd of people, if someone is a bit chubby, they'll be like. Uh, Oh no, I won't give it to you, or you might grab it from me, is something a common misconception people have. Yeah, yeah. and again, as um, we talked earlier, there's this outright comments and there's subtle comments wherein, like, color, skin color, skin tone, right? Uh, body weight, how major issue, similar to that, skin tone plays a major role. So, when people comment, like, uh, even though you're dark, you look beautiful. That is outright discrimination, right? It's
0: not a compliment. Yeah, that isn't a exactly. compliment. That's that's so.
2: An uninvited criticism, who cares? That's not your zone to comment exactly. on. I know.
0: It's ridiculous how people feel like they have the full right to go ahead and comment on someone else's body, like, please mind your own Exactly,
2: business. <laughs> the adversity people have, right? The, and the first comment they make when you look exactly. at you,
3: but then again, we guys have been giving that uh, you know opportunity to people to comment on us. Like, we haven't been taught this way. You know, whenever any relative come over or any friends come over and if they give any kind of comment to you, have we ever shunned them down? I think, I, I don't think so. We, never, we, ne- we have never shunned them down that, hey, look, I'm looking very nice and pretty or, you know, I'm not fat or thin or dark or white. The first thing any relative who goes to meet you after so long. So I belong to Punjab, and you know, in Punjabis they come and see and they're like, Khate, pete, ghar ke which means that you should come from a healthy and a wealthy family where you've got to look uh, yeah. chubby and nice and stuff. So even if you're thin coming from this background, the first thing they'll say is that don't your parents give you food in front of your parents? They'll yeah. say this. Mm-hmm. And Neither of us have the audacity to tell them dude you're in my house saying this to me but no we don't say this so we give them the right to comment on us I think again it comes down to childhood it comes down to parenting because we have never been taught we have never been taught to you know shun people down me being in four years in this industry where I've been handling trolling every day of my life being an influencer i have learned this in four years otherwise if you would ask me back then before four years i never said anybody anything i used to be like oh i'll eat oh yes i think i'm i've gained weight oh i think i'm looking fat so i think we've never been taught that
2: i think the major part of adulting is about unlearning and relearning
0: Okay, so it's very interesting talking to you guys and now we're going to go on to a different aspect um, of related to these toxic beauty standards. So when Nivi and I were reading about this topic, we came across a lot of anecdotes that mentioned how toxic beauty standards lead to people uh, developing eating disorders. So you you know, people who are very skinny, they will like go on a binge eating diet where they're eating as much as unhealthy food all day long, uh, trying to gain weight, and uh, other people who are trying to lose weight eat like 300 calories a day or just like you know live on water or something like that just because they think that's a secret to a good body right so you know a lot of people just think that starving yourself or like food is the ultimate secret to that great body but as nandini said i don't agree with that it's just a very tiny uh, like thing that plays a role in it but uh do you guys think that eating disorders and these toxic beauty standards have a direct uh, link or connection to them
2: yeah yeah they play a very very major role i would say um, so yeah coming from a psychology background uh, eating disorders there are major two types of eating disorders we call it as anorexia nervosa and bulimia nervosa so what it uh, there's this one cycle wherein they binge and purge uh, that is uh, they binge a lot uh, it is it is like a kind of addiction i see it as a kind of obsession and addiction wherein there is this it, it, eating is more related to emotions basically so there is this yeah. void which you try to fill by eating in because that is something you can control and there are these emotions which aren't under your control so you try to fill that void by eating and then there's this uh, phase of guilt and uh, uh, you, you hate it, the heaviness within there so you just try to purge it by self-induced vomiting or using something else so you binge and purge or there's this other type wherein you starve yourself. You excessively, uh, uh, you, uh, you do a lot of excessive exercises beyond your uh, uh, range and you know you're weak. You even faint but you refuse to eat because the sense of guilt when you see the food it's extreme. So you're not able to eat the food because you can't. It makes it makes you feel so guilty. So this is something a brief about eating disorders. So I've interacted with few people with eating disorders. Uh, each one have their own reasons how it developed. So it uh, each one is indu- uh, individuals have their own reasons for different things. But one thing which is common is um, about comparison at home as we started right. So that is uh, something which can be a reason like for eating disorders and uh, this toxic body image in common which they share as comparison at home, sibling comparison, cousins comparison and bullying at school wherein they are made to feel like uh, giving uh, nicknames like even teachers sometimes they are very insensitive to this right. They call someone as an identification like uh, fat, fatty or something like that. In their vernacular names they just uh, use something a nickname like that that plays a major role uh, and yeah, this societal standards again as we mentioned earlier the social media it plays a major role so someone who has a low self-esteem maybe because of some other reasons or maybe because of body image issues and when they see someone uh, a social media influencer with um, one million followers who has a zero size body so the immediate association which they make is like because they're having zero size body so many people are with them so even if i have the same similar body type i will get so many friends or people will start respecting me so that is an inherent uh, that inner uh, self-esteem issues yeah which is absolutely not true because uh, obviously social media is full of uh, it isn't the whole life which we, sh- we share in there, which is just uh, a exactly. sugar-coated life which we share, right? Yeah. We don't tell I mean, our the, uh, bol- the, the days polished, which we cried.
3: Perfect. Yeah, and, and beautiful. Exactly days them. that we laughed and <laughs> 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 yeah. exactly. Instagram aesthetics are neat and clean. Yes, Instagram exactly. <laughs> <aesthetics>. <laughs> you know the first yeah, hashtag yeah, you yeah, see okay, in exactly. those is, is Instagram aesthetic, how nicely they have gridded your profiles, one reel, one photo, mm-hmm. one hashtag and how nicely. Mm-hmm. I wish our lives were so easy and, you know, we could also grid it in a way. Yeah. <laughs> oh, how, how simple would life be if everything was
0: like
2: that? That's why people but love all Instagram because again, they, it's, it's, we can't grid our lives so we can grid something which we can and we just find pleasure in that. And yeah. instead we just forget about the life which we have to actually bring under our exactly. control or just enjoy, we just forget about it. So yeah, regarding eating disorders, it ha- it plays a very uh, close association, but not for everyone. But majority, it plays a very close association between this toxic body image and media standards and eating habits.
3: So I uh, I, yeah. I personally think that. Um, because of the big brands uh, who have been marketing their products such in a such nice way uh, that again we come back to our insecurities a we need zero size figures everyone actually we don't even need zero size it's just the proper shape of the body you know how these days they, no, want, no, the yes. the yeah. they want the shape if you will ask anybody about zero size then also they'll be like nai, 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 patle you know we're very thin or we're very fat, they want proper arcs of their body like 36, 24, 36, you know, the perfect body figure which everyone keeps talking about. So, um, have you guys recently seen that how these brands have started selling uh, their eating products like chia seeds and pumpkin seeds and uh, yeah. you know, these conflicts and chocos and oats and how? Never had I ever heard about these things from past five years. I don't think before five years, I used to think about these things that you have to drink water with uh, Shia seeds and, you know, then only you'll be able to lose weight or, uh, you know, honey with milk. Were, were our parents fool? Were they not, uh, you know, <laughs> were they not thin or were they not in perfect shape? I think I still remember my mom always had the perfect figure and she never used to do anything she never used to do drink these chia seeds or these pumpkin seeds or what not these guys sell these days on in the name of toxic beauty standards that you know this is how you need to eat four four nuts in the morning and four nuts in the evening what what all are we guys learning these it's all influence from western uh, you know western standards that uh, i remember when i was on diet my dietitian used to tell me that hey you're not supposed to eat chapati you're not supposed to eat wheat and you know uh wheat, wheat helps you gain weight and i was like what all western influence are we putting it that in western countries you know there is you don't get to eat wheat so much they're living on bread they're living on pizzas, pastas, and you know, all the junk food that they have been. And all of these uh, oats and vegan products, whatever. It, again, it's a personal choice by everybody. Whatever they wish to eat, they can. But marketing it in a such a way that, uh, you know, it makes you insecure that if you're not drinking certain kind of water or certain kind of milk, uh, what's all these almond milk these days or fat loss milk? <laughs> and you know you gotta drink these milks only uh, you shouldn't be drinking cow milk or buffalo milk because they are full of fat you shouldn't be drinking those again you come with those beauty standards because you are having a fat, uh, full fat milk you'll gain weight it's, it's directly associated with each other because you are having uh, a full cake you will get fat and you know you need to have a banana then only you'll be able to gain weight for the people who don't gain weight you know how your eating habits are directly proportionate uh, to the toxic beauty standards uh, and if you see in those beauty standards you know how they use food use papaya mask use tomato mask on your face <laughs> <piece. laughs> <laughs> you know how aloe vera gel will help you uh, uh, r- help with a glowing skin if you use the actual plant of aloe vera that's acceptable that's very nice very good for your skin but when you mix it in your products and you know then put it on a platter and put an MRP of like 500 bucks that this is the best product you need to use i think that's sheer stupidity and we people believe also i mean uh, people who go to gym uh, for their bodies their gym instructors also tell them eat a certain kind of food only then only you'll be able to have a good body Four eggs are must and they should be boiled. They should be this in this category And people who are and people who are vegetarian, they'll be like, Oh, you don't need to have paneer. You need to have paneer. Otherwise, you need to have chicken. Then only you'll be able to make body. But they sell it, they sell you in such a way that you can You know, without this you can't lose weight.
2: Yeah, and yeah. there's also this one misconception which I would like to say, like about perfect body, right? There isn't one perfect body type. Because there's first of all, there are there isn't there's several body types. So there are some people who have round body types. So no matter how much they exercise or whatever they do, they are going to have that body type that's not going to change. And you can't starve yourself to change it to a zero size fit. And uh, for some people, they have have pure uh, type body or uh, different ones wherein the upper body is bigger and the lower body is smaller or the upper body is smaller and the lower body is bigger. So it's their body type. That is something which we need to embrace and not like uh, question about and try to change because that is something we're born with and we should appreciate the difference in this, right? Instead of trying to fit everyone into one size fits all exactly you're perfect the way you are exactly we all know we're perfect the way we are we're just made to learn we aren't perfect and then we take a lifetime to unlearn it and relearn everything
1: okay for this final segment we're gonna discuss the unspoken aspect of these toxic beauty standards uh it's the beauty myth for the boys and men like how much they are affected by the society and how they need to be masculine and they need to have an attractive body. Mm
0: -hmm. So like, you know, it's something that's very sidelined that even men and the male gender is so affected by these toxic beauty standards. But I think it's very much there and it's very much alive and I think that's also something that we should speak about. So what do you guys think about how men are like affected by these toxic beauty standards? That
2: is like definitely something we should speak about because it is like double oppression there because um, as we say like even when we say even men are being affected by it, we make it as a big sense because we don't know they're being affected because they're not allowed to talk about it. They're not allowed to make. At least we can at least say, oh my god, I feel so in... Something they are able to voice it out in a much... Uh, because it makes us feel vulnerable, but men are told they shouldn't be vulnerable. So it's even more harder for them to accept it and voice it out. So one thing which I think is like uh, facial hair, basically. That is something, uh, mm-hmm. to- uh, a toxic beauty standard, I would say. Because if, if you don't have a mustache or beard, i mean not have if you're not able to grow mustache or beard it is seen as a big uh, threat to masculinity it's they're made to feel like you aren't man enough but it is it is something biological for some it puberty hits earlier for some puberty hits later and for some it is something they don't get to grow it and it's okay the way they are but the facial hair it makes them question their masculinity and their self esteem is very deeply bothered because of it and it's reverse in guys. Of, in the case of guys, I feel the skinny they are, the more um, uh, what comments they get. They again they are made to feel like guys should be muscular and strong, not skinny. Whereas strength doesn't have to do anything with the size of your body. I, there are so many thin people who are very strong and uh, muscular people who who can't do anything and it doesn't matter that way but they are made to feel like you are supposed to protect your herd and you are skinny and you are not able to do it. So everything it goes to the questioning their masculinity for them that's what I think. So it's harder for them to even speak it up. Yeah.
3: Yeah, that's true. That's true. Even I believe that. And uh, personally, I think I have seen a change in past one year in social media uh, uh, regarding men that, uh, you know, men have tried uh, speaking up, men have tried coming out. But again, uh, I think again, uh, when a man uh, goes for a facial, or a man goes for uh, you know a cream or a pack if he wants to take care of himself um, he has to answer so many questions for, for, for example it comes from your house you know why are you getting dressed like a girl? Uh, you know uh, these things girls only do men don't Men don't get ready men don't get facials men don't use these kind of creams and you know you're acting like a woman if you want to use three kind of shampoos and conditioners use one shampoo na, and get over it so you know they generally get to hair these kind of things uh, in their daily life and I remember I interviewed a very famous makeup artist in my town and um, you know I had a word with him on this topic and he told me that how they are looked down upon if they want to get a manicure and a pedicure. How tough it is for them to even go into a parlor and ask for a many and a pedicure. And we girls, you know, we are luxury. We have that luxury with us that, you know, we can get ourselves pampered, but men don't usually they are, they have been looked down about that. Oh my God, you're going to get a manicure and a pedicure. I mean, girls do that. Men don't do that. Men mm. have rough hands. Girls have soft hands. Mm -hmm. These are the notions, you know, that uh, people have created around them. And even if they want to, A, they are not allowed to speak. Because we have always told them that, you know, you're not supposed to express. You're always, you should keep things to yourself. And secondly, beauty has always been related to girls. It has never been related to men. And even if men try, uh, they're always looked down upon always yeah uh, Yeah,
0: i think it's i think it's also like really present in the way that they dress like men are supposed to dress a certain way i was reading this one article and in that you know they were mentioning about how the in the oscars you'll see like every actor in a nice like you know tuxedo it's just a, a suit that they have to wear that's how you look posh And I feel like, you know, there's so much to do in men's fashion. But then again, if you see, like, a a good example is Ranveer Singh. He's the Bollywood actor, for people who don't know. He's the one who's, like, defying all the stereotypes, wearing, like, you know, creating new men's fashion that's never seen before. But the amount of people that hate on him for the for that thing shows why so many people are so like hesitant to expect like so many male people are so um you know hesitant to experiment with their fashion sense because men are supposed to be a certain way they're supposed to dress like this they're supposed to wear a shirt a tie that's just something that you know i feel like it's also like kind of limiting their creativity Mm -hmm. because us Women, girls, we are allowed to, you know, do so much with passion. And if you see some, uh, like, you know, celebrity walking their carpet in a very different outfit that's never been seen before, she's praised, like, wow, that's something very bold that she's wearing. That's different. Yeah.
3: yeah but I think we are the yeah. people who defend our men when they try something different. If one of your male best friends come wearing something different, you'll be the first one to pinpoint him. We'll be the first one who will say, "What are you wearing? What? Where are you going? Where do you think? Why are you wearing these shorts to a birthday party? You're not supposed to wear these shorts. Go, go wear a pant." And you know, I absolutely agree to your point that men don't experiment. But then we are the people who who degrade them. And I, to agree, I, to put it on myself that I do. I absolutely do and I have no uh, hesitant in saying it that I do if my brother comes out experimenting different things I would be the first one who would say that what are you wearing you That's know please very go very and change thin. and I think we, yeah. we we have forgotten the term called acceptance we don't accept only like we don't do it society does it uh, we don't do it
2: nah. <laughs> Something which yeah, slightly deviates, deviates from normality is termed like bizarre it isn't something which we yeah. try to come in terms with it's it's very and we as products of the society which we blame we just take forward we inherit all the traits which were imposed on us and pass it on to others right that is the chain which we should focus on breaking that is something which we should work on i guess
0: Okay, yeah. so to just end today's episode, I think we just need to reiterate on how we can prevent ourselves from getting affected by these toxic beauty standards. And I think the solution is kind of like, you know, we see the same thing in every article that we read. Mm. But I think it's important to define it over and over again, because it's really you who can like change your own perspective about yourself. So what do you guys think?
2: Um, I feel like yeah, self-awareness uh, is the first step for everything we we talk self-love yeah obviously we say love yourself but it's very wide <laughs> yeah. term and to just i can't just uh, 10 years of hating myself and i wake up one day and i think i love myself it doesn't happen just like that right so it's a very gradual process so that is something which we should be aware of so self-awareness is more like uh, we are taught so many things like this, that and that. So as I'm emphasizing from the beginning, unlearning. learning. So self-awareness is like, if I want to wear lipstick, okay, it's a very simple thing, but It's more like questioning myself, like, why do I want to do it? Is it because I really want to do it? Is it because then I can obviously go for it. There's nothing harm in it. Or is it because like only if I wear it, I look pretty. Or if I only if I wear it, I'll be acceptable. If I'm doing it for that, then I need to break the cycle. Because this is something which I'll be carrying forward. If I don't break it right here, right now, then I'll be imposing it on someone else who isn't wearing a lipstick, telling them like, go wear like one day then you'll be, look, you'll be looking beautiful so self-awareness i feel is the first step and self-love is the final uh, pinnacle of the journey okay so it's a long way but obviously we can get there it isn't uh, as tough but it is a long journey and it's one step a day and one change at a time obviously will be there and second one is acceptance as what we were emphasizing uh, like as much as you accept yourself uh, the same thing which we need to do to others too. Something who or someone who is yeah. different from us, we need to be able to give them the safe space and comfort to express themselves and accept yeah. them, yeah. which Great. will in turn create a effect like, yeah, chain effect, and someone else can carry forward the acceptance you gave to someone else, yeah, yeah. And just to add on one more a small thing, yeah. Yeah. choose your crowd, as uh, she was telling like. Even if you're not, uh, if you're showing your real self and people are not following you, it's okay. It's the kind of people you should be away from. Yes. So yes. they aren't supposed to Good. be around yeah, you. Very
0: well done. Okay, yes. Yeah. So I think with that, we can conclude this episode. It was really, really fun talking to you guys. Thank you so much for coming today. Exactly. Thank
1: you.
0: Oh, thank you I so had an amazing much. time here. <laughs> Big thank fans you. of both of you. Yes.
1: To spread awareness about this topic and to curb the effect, please share it with all of your friends and family. Yep.
0: So thank you so much for listening and have a great day or a great night if you're listening to this in the night. Mm -hmm. bye. Bye.